So last week we talked about praying in tongues because we are praying the mysteries of God. And the Word of God tells us that God has prepared for those who love Him. The things that He has prepared is eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and heart has never conceived. So in the natural, we, we, we don't understand. We cannot receive the destiny, the things that God has prepared for us. It has to be birthed of in our spirit. It has to be received by our spirit. Because our mind definitely will reject those things that God has prepared for us. Because it just doesn't make sense. So it's very important that our spirit man is strong. Because if our spirit man is not strong, I mentioned to you last week, again, we'll reject those things. We cannot receive it. That's why we need to pray in tongues. Because when we pray in tongues, we are building up our spirit man. We are uh, becoming stronger in our spirit. I just want to share, uh, begin. I'm going to go through a lot of verses uh, this morning uh, just to let the scriptures speak to you. Proverbs 18, verse 14. A man's spirit sustains him in sickness. But a crushed spirit, who can bear? So can you see from this scripture, if our spirit man is strong, it releases energy into our being, into our, our body, into our soul, when it's strong. That's why in the midst of sickness, even life-threatening sickness, when your spirit is strong, you can face the challenge. And, and, and you can tell when you go to that kind of crisis, how do you react? If you react in hopelessness, panic, you know, you're confused, you don't know what to do, you're, you're questioning God, what are you doing, and all kinds of things. It's an indication of the strength of your spirit. Your spirit is weak. Because if your spirit is strong in those times, it will release and sustain you. Release positive energy into you. right? Sustain you to face the challenges that you have to face during those times. And then it talks about a crushed spirit, a spirit that is broken. Who can bear? That means when your, your spirit is crushed, you release a lot of negative energy into your being. You release a lot of negative energy into your environment. Because whatever you speak is pessimistic. You know, it's hopelessness. It's very critical. It's very judgmental. You know? So, he said, who can bear? Who can, who can help you when you, your spirit is crushed? So this morning, we learn something here. What we carry within, in our spirit, it affects our environment. Okay? If you have a weak spirit, it's still okay. Why? Because if you have a weak spirit, you need to depend on the people surrounding you 
to help you, to lift you up, so that you can still move on. But if you have a crushed spirit, who can help you? Who can bear? But this morning, God is so good. The good news is, look at uh, the next verse here. Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. So God promised to be near to those who, whose spirit are crushed. So this morning, if you feel inside you, you are that kind of person, there is still hope for you. The thing is, you need to see God is close to you. The problem with this kind of people is they don't see God. They don't see what God is doing. They don't see God's with them. But the Word of God tells us God is close to this kind of person because He wants to lift us up. He wants to help us. So this morning, you lay off this verse and declare to yourself, God, you are close to me. Things definitely will change. My spirit will rise again. But a crushed spirit, you can't depend on people. Who can bear? You can't depend on Nobody can help you. Right? That's why I, 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 some of our, our workers come back. Sometimes we share, we talk about uh, what happened in the South Group and so on. You know, one of my workers just tell me, this, this person, just so negative. Everything we say, it's just, it's just so negative. He said, we, we, I just can't stand it. We, we just can't help this person. That's exactly what the scripture is saying. Somebody who has a weak, negative spirit. You know, it's all negative. You just can't stand. You, whatever you say to them, you ever tell them, you, it just doesn't go in. You know? So if you're that kind of person, only God can help you. You need to seek God. Seek for a breakthrough. You've got to pray in tongues. Maybe pray three hours a day. You know, no tablets can help you. Okay? Pray three hours a day until the breakthrough comes. Okay, so our spirit determines what happened in our physical realm. Right? Our spirit, the condition of our spirit determines what happened. Because if your spirit is strong, your environment will be positive, your environment will be hopeful, and, and so on. If your spirit is weak, it brings about a very deadly effect to your environment. Let's see uh, this verse in Job 17 verse 1. I'm trying to bring across the importance of having a strong spirit in our life. Proverbs 17 verse 1. My spirit is broken. My days are cut short. The grave awaits me. So can you see somebody with a broken spirit? What they think about is death. Is hopelessness. You know, there is no future. And you know this kind of spirit wants to destroy your destiny. He wants to shorten your days. You have a bright future before you. You have many days and, and opportunities and challenges and accomplishments before you. But this kind of spirit wants to destroy you. So that all you feel is your days are over. Shorten. Your future, your destiny is being sabotaged because of a weak spirit. So this morning, do you understand? Why is it so important that you got to pray in the Spirit? You've got to build a very, very strong spirit within you. 
You see, we, we cannot measure how strong the Spirit is. It only shows when we are facing difficulties, we are facing problems, you will know, right? Whether you have a strong spirit or whether you have a weak spirit. But we want to learn from the Scripture how we can build a strong spirit. How we can revive our spirit if our spirit is broken, if our spirit is weak. Look at it here in Psalm 143, verse 7. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me or I will be like those who go down to the pit. So, when our spirit is broken, when our spirit is weak, you cannot allow that spirit to remain in that condition for long. Because if you do not rise up quickly, you do not become desperate and seek for solution, eventually that spirit will die and come to a place of no return. It's gone. So that's why some people, they, they, they just didn't uh, take care of their spirit man and they allowed the situation to persist and eventually it's just gone. There's no way of bringing them back. They die a slow death. Okay, you wouldn't die straight away, but you die a slow death. That's why the psalmist is praying, come, answer me quickly before it's too late. Quickly. You know, but that, that's the kind of spirit, the attitude that we should have. Desperate, crying out to God, seeking God, because only God can revive a crushed spirit, remember? Because if you come too late, I will have gone down to the pit. So you see, your spirit, it determines your life. When your spirit fails, death. Is a consequence. But what is the answer? What is the answer? He said, do not hide your face from me. The answer is God. It's God's presence. It's God's spirit working in us to revive our spirit. So do not uh, hide your face from me. We're going to understand that a little bit more in a little while. Because when I see your face, I see your beauty, I see your kindness, I see your love, I see your majesty, I see your power, I see your strength, I see things are impo- uh, impossible can be possible. So when I see your face, I know I have hope. My spirit will rise again because I see your face. What has this to do with speaking in tongues? Because we say when we speak in tongues, we strengthen our spirit. We edify our spirit. You see, speaking in tongues is seeing God's face in the spirit. Why? Because when you speak in tongues, you are speaking the mysteries of God. Your natural mind only see the superficial things of God. But to be able to see the mystery of God, that means you are looking deeper. You are seeing God as He really is. 
So when you are speaking in tongues, you are praying the mystery of God, you are speaking God's word to you. You know, if you are downcast, God's word to you in the spirit could be saying, hey, you are my son, I accepted you. You know, you have a bright future. You know, what I prepared for you, wow, you don't know it yet. Just wait for me to bring it to pass. Even now you're going through this crisis and, and God is saying, wow, when you are beginning to, to speak that in the spirit, no wonder your spirit is edified. No wonder your spirit is lifted up. No wonder you're becoming strong in your spirit. Because you're praying the mysteries of God. You're praying the destiny of God into your spirit. Man, it's seeing the face of God. Clearly. Deeper than anyone else has seen. That's praying in tongue. So the psalmist say, do not cover your face. Because when I see your face, I know my spirit will revive. So praying in tongue is seeing the face of God. Real. Deeper. Clearer. Than what we can possibly see with our mind, with our understanding. Job 32 verse 8. But it is the spirit in a man, the breath of the Almighty that gives him understanding. So can you see, we receive it in our spirit, we perceive it, we understand it in our spirit. At this stage, we just hold it there. Okay, because later on I'm going to show you how we can begin to understand it in our mind. Because until it surfaces in our mind, it's still not good enough. It's still not going to help us uh, uh, to, to, to bring it into reality. Okay, but it is in our spirit that we understand. So we really need to depend on the Holy Spirit to receive that destiny, to receive those great things that God has for us. Okay, so that's, that's a strong spirit. That's the importance of a strong spirit. So when we pray in tongues, we are downloading our destiny uh, from heaven into our life. When you download something, you've got to deposit it somewhere, right? It is deposited in our heart. I'm going to tell you what the heart is all about in a little while, but just, just understand this. It's deposited in our, spirit, uh, in our heart. Look at 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. For no matter how many promises God has made, well, that has to do with your destiny. No matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through Him the Amen is broken to us, uh, by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set His seal of ownership on us, and put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So now we're downloading all the promises of God. Downloading. You know, it's to God's Holy Spirit. Working with our spirit. Right? So we're downloading. But where does it soar it? The Word of God says, God has put His Spirit in our hearts. It is stored in our hearts as a guarantee of what is to come. Okay, so it's in our heart we receive, the Spirit receive what uh, we store up, what God wants to 
wants to do in our life. So when that happens, we are being strengthened because our hearts now is getting inputs right from the Spirit of God and, and our hearts is becoming uh, strengthened and stronger now. Our spirit is strong now because we're receiving all these things and our spirit affects our heart. So our hearts is becoming strong because of what the Spirit has received and now is stored up in our hearts. And so now we can stand firm. We can stand firm against all odds, against all the opposition, against all the challenges because of the promises. We can stand firm. But more than that, the Holy Spirit anoint. The Holy Spirit give us ability. He give us the authority. He give us the power, the skill to bring this about. So the Holy Spirit anoint us. So God does not just speak. God does not just review. He wants it to be fulfilled. So when we listen to all these things, it's not just listening to something that, that stirs our, our, our emotion and we feel so high for a moment. But the reason why God released it is so that we can bring it to pass. Because it's a guarantee. It will be done. Because God says it. And it's guaranteed because of His anointing. We, in our own ability, we can't. We can't do it. It's not possible. But His anointing helps us so that we can bring it to pass. So this morning, we, we, we are, I hope we're beginning to understand how much we need the Holy Spirit. How much we depend on Him. Right from the beginning. Right from the conception of that vision, of that, that uh, uh, destiny. Right till the end is the Holy Spirit. Leading us, doing it, working with us. But first of all, in our spirit and then in our hearts. But there's one thing that we can help ourselves to strengthen our hearts. is this. Once we understand God's will, we got to speak to ourselves. It says here, you know, the Amen is spoken by us. So when I begin to understand God's plan, God's purpose, there will be other voices that will tell me, no, it cannot be done. It's too difficult. You know, you've got nobody. You've got no resource. You see, all these voices are here, are there. So I got to help my own spirit, my heart, to be strong by saying amen to what God is saying. So I'm proclaiming what God is saying to myself and telling myself that this will be done because God, you say so. Your spirit is in me. So I'm helping to strengthen my own heart by proclaiming, by saying Amen. I'm not just passive, waiting, and everything depends on the Holy Spirit, so I do nothing. No, I have my part. i got to strengthen my own heart by proclaiming God's plan, God's purpose, and agreeing. Because if you don't agree, it will not take place. You've got to agree with it. You've got to say Amen in your heart, in your spirit. Okay, so remember, we are not talking about something in theory. It got to become a reality in the natural realm because the anointing of God is released with that promise, with that revelation to bring it to pass. So there is no excuse for us for not, bring, not doing it because God say is guaranteed it, it will be done. Okay, but we got to 
Amen. We've got to agree with God. We've got to work with Him to bring it to pass or else it, it, it will still not be done. Right? Remember a weak spirit? The enemy is trying to rob your destiny, shortens your day, take away the destiny that God has for you. Second Corinthians 4 verse 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, make His light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So once again, can you see? The heart is a place where the understanding is stored, where the revelation is stored. Okay? Our spirit receives it. It influences the heart. It's stored in the heart. The condition of our hearts determines what we receive from God. Okay, maybe I just uh, jump a little bit to help you to understand better. Here is my spirit. Here is my soul. Okay, my heart is made out of my spirit and my soul. So my heart is affected by sources from two dimensions. My heart is affected by my Spirit, what my spirit feeds into my heart. And then my heart can also be affected by what my soul is feeding into it. Do you understand? There are two ways the heart is being affected. Okay, our soul, remember, we all know, is our, our mind, our, our understanding, natural understanding, our emotion and, 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 and our will. So my, my soul, could be speaking. Before I know Jesus, my heart is determined by my soul, by what I know, by what I understand, by my emotion. So that can create an understanding in my heart that is there for so long. It becomes hardened to new things. So when the Spirit is receiving from God revelation and is trying to impact my heart, but my soul, which, was being, uh, which has been influenced by the Word, by the pattern of this Word, by the values of this Word, is influencing my heart and begins to reject what is being fed by my Spirit. Just like the nation of Israel in the desert, in the wilderness, their heart was hardened because their heart was influenced by Egypt by what they have been experiencing, receiving. But now God is saying a new thing. And this heart is rejecting what God is saying. But if this heart allows what, what God is saying, uh, uh, is if, if this heart allows what God is saying in the Spirit and begins to push out or destroy what it has been there, then the destiny will be birthed inside them. Can you, can you see? So I hope that helps you uh, to, to understand where I'm getting. At. So the condition of a heart determines what we will receive from God or, or whether we reject what God is saying. Look at Ephesians 4.18. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. You see what I've been talking about? So you see, the heart, the condition of the heart, reject 
the life of God, reject what God wants to do, reject the light of God. So therefore, it, it doesn't work. Let's look at another verse, Galatians 4, 6. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out Abba Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. So once again, you see, the Spirit of God comes into where? Into our hearts. Via our spirit man, okay? Comes into our hearts. So when the, when the Spirit of God is working in our heart, what is the outcome? We cry, Abba, Father. When the Spirit of God is working in our heart, we want to draw near to God. We want to have an intimate relationship with the Father. We want to know what the Father has for us. That's what the Spirit of God will do when it comes, enters into our heart. So when the Spirit of God enters into our heart, because we begin to know what God has done for us, we begin to know what God wants to do in us. It sets us free. We are no longer slaves. Now we become sons. We are able to enter into our destiny. We are able to enter into what God has for us. We are able to inherit what God the Father has prepared for us. That's what the Spirit of God do in our heart. So the Spirit of God works in our heart via our spirit man. Okay, because it's a spirit that receives, but it is stored in the heart. It enters into the heart. So the condition of our hearts affects everything in our life. You see, the heart, the spirit, the soul, they are interlinked. Okay? They are interlinked. One area affects the heart. You know? Uh, whichever area. Whether it's the soul, whether it's the spirit, it affects the heart. They are all interlinked. So the heart is the core of my life. It's the center of my life. It, it determines everything. That's why the scriptures say, above all else, guard your heart. Because out of it flows the issue of life. Above all else. Everything happens to your life. Every success, every failure, whatever it is, it flows from the heart. So that's why the heart is so important. That's why you've got to guard it with above all else. You've got to make sure your heart is strong, your heart is right, your heart is single, not divided. Can you see the importance of the heart? So let, let's, let's uh, see from the scripture how the heart is related to the spirit, uh, to the soul, and how the heart is related uh, uh, to, the, to the spirit. And very often, very often, they are interchanged. You know, somehow, that's why sometimes they're confused. Are they the same thing? You know, is the heart and the spirit the same? Well, yeah, but then it's not quite the same. Is the heart and the soul the same? Yes, but it's not. They are something else. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why we're confused. But this morning, I hope we can see the difference because I want to uh, identify these differences so that we can build on it. Right? So that we can work on it. Very specific, precise. Know what we, we have to do. Deuteronomy 26 verse 16. 
The Lord your God commands you this day to follow these decrees and laws. Carefully observe them with all your heart and with all your soul. All your heart, all your soul. You know, it's just like uh, same thing. Okay, Psalm 73 verse 21. Psalm 73 verse 21. When my heart was grieved my, and my spirit and bitter. Can you see? The heart affects the spirit, right? Vice versa. My heart was grieved, my spirit and bitter. Psalm 143 verse 4. So my spirit grows faint within me. My heart within me is dismayed. Spirit, my heart, my spirit faint. My heart you know, it's disoriented, it's, it's confused, it's, it's, uh, well, it's affected by my spirit. So until, you see, a lot of us, we receive the word of God, we receive the promises of God. When you receive it, how far did it go? Okay, when you hear the promises of God, is it in your mind, you accept it, or you say, that's good, that's, that's what God has spoken to me? Where do you store it? If it goes in to your soul. Wow, I'm so excited. God is so good. Why are you great plan for me? If it's only affect your soul. Do you know after three weeks, your excitement is gone? That's what the Bible says. You sow the seed on the wayside. The person receives it with joy. But when persecution comes, it's gone. You see, it only goes into the soul. But you've got to make sure what you receive goes into your spirit, in, into your heart. Remember? Soul affects the heart. It has to be stored in your heart because only when it's in your heart, it has any effect. It will bring out result. But if it's stored in your soul, it will be easily destroyed. It will be easily uh, 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 gone. Let's look at it here. Second Corinthians 3, verse 3. You show that you are a letter from Christ. The result of our ministry, written not with ink, not just impressed on your mind, but with the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. See, so you see, the, the effect of the ministry only bear for permanent fruits. When it's written in the tablets of your heart. Permanent fruit written in tablets. Okay, so it's only when it's written into your heart, then it brings forth permanent fruits. But this is done with the Spirit of God. That's why we cannot, receiving a revelation, you cannot bypass the working of the Holy Spirit. Whatever you receive, the impact, of the Holy Spirit upon your life, it depends on you. Because if your heart is hardened, you cannot receive it. Like the nation of Israel, they hardened their heart. Therefore, when the Holy Spirit speaks today, listen. You see, their hearts hardened, cannot, cannot be written. Right? So, the, your condi- the, so it's not just God, it's you. You have to prepare your heart. 
You have to make sure your heart is in the right shape and right condition to be able to receive. Otherwise, it doesn't go in. And that's why a lot of times, you know, some of us here, we, we don't prepare our hearts. We just come and listen. Oh, you listen, it go in, it go into your, your, your soul, and after that, it's gone. It doesn't produce fruit. But when you prepare your heart, when the Spirit of God is working in your heart, you have that desire, you have that passion, you have that longing, you want to know what the Father has for you. You have prepared your heart. When the, when the Spirit of God speaks, it goes into your heart, it deposits in your heart. And eventually it will bring out the result. So what is deposited in my heart determines my destiny. Okay, What is deposited in my heart? My heart, out of it, flows the issue of life. So what is deposited into my heart determines my destiny. Time is up. But this is very important. Let me just give a shot. Just close it up. The next time I explain a bit more. But what is written in your heart, what is deposited in your heart, if it's too little, it has no effect. It doesn't bring about, doesn't bring about any ripples in your life. Because the Bible, Jesus talked about out of the overflowing of your heart. A lot of us, we have in our heart, yes, it's in our heart, only a little bit. We did not allow it to grow. We did not allow it to continue to fill us until it overflowed. That's why it has no effect at all. So our hearts has got to be filled to the brim. Not just having a little bit in our hearts. Can you see? What's in our heart has, is birth of there, is deposited there. But it cannot stay there just like that. If it stays like that, it is still... Well, it's in our heart. It's still not ready to give birth. And if it remains like this, it becomes a stillborn inside. It will never be birthed. Okay? It has got to be filled. It has got to overflow. You cannot be listening to the promises of God and just leave it there, do nothing. If it's filled, that means it's in your mind, it's in your heart, it's in your dream, it's in your what you're planning, what you're thinking, it's there. And it will burst forth. But if you just receive it and say, well, thinking that, okay, wait for God, you know, what, what the God wants to do, and, and you just leave it there, it, it's not going to be fulfilled. Okay, so I hope this morning you understand. Our heart, the condition of our heart, it determines everything. But our heart want to be strong, our spirit got to be strong because our spirit feeds our heart. Right? At the same time, we realize there's another force that's feeding our heart, the soul. And if your spirit is not stronger than what the soul is feeding, you're not going to have victory. Okay? So, so let's really desire to, to really pray. Pray in the spirit. Pray long time. So that our spirit man is strong, so that our heart becomes strong, so that we can receive the promises of God and also to birth. Birth what God has put inside. Let it fill our hearts so that it becomes a reality. Okay, can I invite you to rise to your feet this time?